Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I just want to share a thought this morning, a simple thought. It's coming from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 22. Jesus was teaching his disciples. And of course, there were multitudes of people that were around him, touching him, because virtue was going out of him and he healed them all. Who doesn't want to be around Jesus? So this morning, let me start off by giving God praise because he is worthy of all our praise. There is none like you, Lord. There is none who can compare to you. And Lord God, I lift up your name this morning from the earth. Oh God, because your word says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And that's what our, my desire is to draw men and women to you, boys and girls all over the world to you. So whoever is at the sound of my voice, I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. And I say, I lift up the name of Jesus because it's the only worthy name under heaven whereby men must be saved in Jesus name. Lord God, I thank you for your goodness and your kindness. And I ask you to be in my mouth, God. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer, O oh God. Give us ears to hear what you are saying to us in this hour. And Lord, I will give you all the glory and all the praise. And I thank you for giving me an opportunity to share this word with the people of God all over the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 22, and it reads, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Verse 23 says, rejoice, you in, rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy for behold, your reward is great in heaven for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. And we know by reading all four of the Gospels, they did the same thing to Jesus Christ himself. And if Jesus Christ went through it, who are we to not want to go through it when it's on us? It's only to perfect us, to make us stronger, to make us better believers. Jesus came and brought a better covenant. And so what couldn't be done through the law, Jesus came and Jesus fulfilled the law. Hallelujah. And Jesus, and he didn't come to destroy it. He didn't come to remove it out of the way. He came and he fulfilled it. And because of that, he can tell us with compassion and with, um, um, with a grateful heart, with authority. He said, blessed are you. And blessed means happy. When men shall hate you. And when you think about that. When men hate you, your flesh does not take satisfaction in that. Your, your flesh finds no comfort in that. Your flesh gets angry and wants to retaliate and dish back out what they were giving to you. But the Lord says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So we can't do that. That is not our place to do that. Although we're in the world, we're not of the world. So we don't operate by the world's rules. We operate from the rules of heaven. And heaven says, happy is the man when men hate you 
And when they separate you from their company, they don't want you hanging with them or following them. They don't want you talking in their groups or in their cliques because they don't like what's coming out of your mouth. They are, don't want the truth. They don't want to hear it. They want to stay the way they are. And so they want to separate you from them and they reproach your name, drag your name through the mud, slander you. It hurts your feelings. It causes you to go into depression, despondency. You become discouraged. But God said, lift up your head and rejoice. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Lord, why would I want to leap for joy? Because somebody's handling me the wrong way. But God knows what he's saying. Behold, your reward is great in heaven. What are we going through this for? Why did you get saved anyway? You didn't get saved so that you can walk around boasting and bragging about who you are and what you're doing. You want to go to heaven and you want to take as many people to heaven with you as you can take. So he said, rejoice. Behold, your reward is great in heaven. And as I'm reading in the book, um, The Prophet's Ministry by Tony Pug, uh, Tony says, the greater the rejection, the greater the anointing. And what we're trying to do for God in the earth, we can't do apart from him. We need his help. He knows the hearts of man. We don't. Except he reveal it to us, we're walking around just saying eeny, meeny, miny, mo." catch a rabbit by its toe. Now, if you've never heard of that, I grew up, that was a game that we played. When you couldn't make a decision at the time, you just started saying eeny, meeny, miny, moe, whichever one you ended on with the last word, that's the one you chose. But that's not how God wants us to operate in the earth. We're to be led by the Spirit of God. And John chapter 14 says that when the Spirit of truth has come, he shall lead us and guide us into all truth. And so that's what the Holy Spirit came for, is to lead us and to guide us into all truth. So we're not in this alone. So when he said rejoice in that day and leave for joy, he knew what he was talking about. Because great is your reward in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. You're not the only one that's being treated like that. Your brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same thing. Your brothers and sisters, your forefathers and your foremothers who came centuries before us, generations before us, they went through the same thing and they counted it joy. Some of them didn't get to see the promise that God gave them, but their descendants did. Hallelujah. But their name was listed in the Hebrew chapter 11 Hall of Fame. So, this is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. Lift up your head, O ye gate, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. You're not doing this in vain, but you're not doing it unto yourself either. We are not alone. And I bless the Lord because God has some woes in this too. Verse 24 says, But woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation because that's all you're searching for is to get richer you never get satisfied you always want more 
So Jesus is saying, woe to you because you can't even focus on what God wants you to do. You could be a tremendous blessing in the earth, blessing people who are less fortunate than you are. Some have done so, some are doing so, but everyone is not on the same page with Christ. And so he said to those who chase after riches in the earth, in this life, he says, woe unto you. He also says in verse 25, Woe unto you that are full, for you shall, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Verse 26 says, Woe unto you when you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy cloak, coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. In other words, don't ask for it back. And as you would that men should do to you, do you also likewise unto others. And that's what we grew up calling the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. That's not a hard saying. That's not hard to do. It's just you respect the rights of others because you want your rights respected. And so this is what Jesus was saying during his last days, his last hours, his last season upon the earth before he went to Calvary. And he said, and as ye would that men should do to you, do you also likewise. So this is what he's saying to us. This is what he's admonishing us, exhorting us to do instead of doing like the law said, tooth for tooth and eye for eye. You get me, I'm coming back to get you. I want revenge. No, this is not what Jesus was saying. He said in verse 32, for if ye love them which love you, what have you done? You haven't done nothing special. He said, for sinners also love those that love them. So what are you doing differently than the world is doing? God wants us to be distinguishingly different. He wants the world to see we're not the same. We're not like them because they're not going to come to us and we look just like them. They're not going to want to be saved and we don't act no different from them because why come be saved and I can still do the same thing that I'm doing right now. So what's the point? We have to have a distinguishing line. They have to see the difference between heaven and earth. Heaven operates from a whole different program. And this is what Luke chapter six is showing us. Verse 33 says, and if ye do good to them, which do good to you, what thanks do you have for sinners also even the same? They do the same thing. They want to be seen of men doing it. That's not what we do it for. Verse 34 says, And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thanks have ye for sinners also lend to sinners who receive as much again? But here, here's the key right here. The key to empower us is verse 35. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great 
and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Judge not and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you measure it out, it shall be measured to you again. So don't be stingy when you give and when you do for others. Don't sit back and wonder, well, what are you going to do for me? That's not God's way. We give because there's coming a day when we're going to need to be given to. We sow seeds. We sow seeds of love. We sow seeds of kindness. We sow seeds because there's a day coming and we don't know when that day is coming. We're going to need somebody to love us. We're going to need somebody to be kind to us. So we sow our seeds in advance. It's just like when you have a garden. When you sow seeds into the ground and you tend it and care for it, you expect to reap a harvest to put on your table at a certain time in that season, okay? If you don't plant the seed, if the seed is not watered, if the sun, light of the sun does not shine on it and give it nourishment, it's not going to grow. There's things we have to do. We have to pull the weeds out because the weeds choke them and they won't grow properly. The weeds steal all the nourishment out of the soil so the actual plant that you plan to put on your table, they don't get the nourishment that they need. You know, that's an analogy for the church. That's a parable for the church. If we don't tend to the deep things of God in the earth, the enemy sows tares, which are weeds, and they come and choke the life out of God's people. And you wonder why the church is not growing. You wonder why people are not being saved. They're not desiring to be saved. It's because the enemy is at work sowing tares in the church and the tares look just like the wheat. You cannot tell them apart. And so we need to be discerning. This is why God puts prophets in the church because we prophets, we prophets have a work to do in the church. And yes, we get rejected. They don't want to hear what we're saying because they don't want the truth. They want to keep doing what they're doing to satisfy their itching ears and to satisfy their eyes, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. This is what they're running after because they want what the world has. What did the psalmist say? As he was watching the prosperity of the wicked, that his foot almost slipped. He almost failed looking at what the world was achieving because he saw it as they were prospering and he was not. But he said, when I went into the sanctuary, I saw their end. I, he began to understand they may look like they're prospering now, but their end is destruction because their God is not the God of, of heaven and earth. Their God is not Jehovah. Their God is not Jesus. They're serving their bellies. They're serving the enemy. They may think they're serving Jesus, but really they're not. Because Jesus himself say, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say. So here Jesus is telling us 
what we need to do. And it says in verse 39, and he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they, shall they not both fall in the ditch? So if you're blind to the truth, they're blind to the truth, but you're trying to lead each other. Where are you going? Where are you leading each other to? Hallelujah. Don't waste your life and your time. Get it right with God. Learn of him. Take his joke upon him, upon you and learn of Jesus Christ. For his joke is easy and his burden is light. The burden of the world is heavy. We can't bear it. We struggle. We fall and we die in it. And it takes Jesus, somebody to come and tell us about this man named Jesus who died for the sins of the world. It takes Jesus and the power of his spoken word to raise us up out of the situations that we're in. Satan wants us to stay bound. He wants us to stay blind. He wants us to die in our sins so at the end he can laugh. But guess what? Jesus defeated him on Calvary. He's just woofing. Who's reporting you going to believe? The wolf of the devil? Or are you going to believe the power of the spoken word of God? Because there's power in the word of God. Power to heal. Power to save. Power to lift up out of the dirt. Power to deliver from the clutches of the enemy. Power to heal from deadly diseases. There's power in the words of God. And the words of God are life. And John chapter 1 tells us in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And without God, there was nothing made that is made. Nothing would have come into being without the word of God. And when you jump down to verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. When God spoke his word out, flesh wrapped around that word and became a human being. And his name is Jesus. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten son of God, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the truth. We walk around with this false truth, this false hope. But Jesus is the truth. We need to listen to Jesus. Prophets of God, people of God, we need to listen to Jesus. Jesus knows what he's talking about. The Bible says that Jesus learned obedience as a human being. As God, he already knew what was right. The problem wasn't with God. The problem was with man. And God sent his son to save man. And so Jesus learned obedience through the suffering he went through. So if he had to suffer on our behalf so that he could heal us, deliver us, cure us of our diseases, then why are we crying when we go through suffering, when we have to take things from others that don't seem to be fair? They have no right to treat me like this. Well, heaven says different. They had no right to treat, treat the God of glory like that, but it was for our benefit. So Jesus said for us to rejoice and to leap for joy. People of God all over the world start leaping for joy. People may think you crazy. They want to know what you're jumping around for. You look like a jackrabbit jumping around. Why are you doing all this jumping around? When we go to worship in our local assemblies, you know, the, 
we can't help it. Those of us that are born again and filled with the Holy Ghost of God, when we worship him in spirit and truth, okay, some people want to call that eccentric. Some people might say, oh, y'all just crazy. Y'all acting like you done lost your mind. Well, you know what? I stand in agreement with them. I have lost my mind. I was born with a mind for the things of the world. When I received the Holy Ghost of God, my mind changed. He transformed my mind by the renewing of the washing of the water of the word. I have a brand new mind. I don't think the same anymore. So yeah, I'm crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm crazy because I want to leave this life to go where Jesus is. If Jesus is not there, I don't want to be there. So yeah, call me crazy if you want to. But you know what? When I'm in trouble, Jesus is the one that comes and delivers me. When my body hurts and is wrecked with pain, Jesus is the one that heals me. When I'm depressed and I feel like the whole world is against me, Jesus is the one that gives me my peace and my joy. Ain't got nothing to do with you. Ain't got nothing to do with me. It's all about Jesus and him crucified. So today, I just wanted to drop a thought on us. I hope I said something that will challenge you to change your mind. If you're not already serving him, if you're not already walking with him, I want you to change your mind. Now, since we were born sinners, you were born in sin. You, that's all we did. That's all we knew was sin. We didn't know how to do right. We didn't know how to love nobody. The world's way is not the right way. I'm sorry, but it's not. Let me enlighten you. It is not the right way. We don't chase after the world's way of doing things. We wear the world like a loose garment so that any given moment we can shed it off, throw it to the ground, and we can be caught up to meet Jesus in the air. Don't you want to be, excuse me, caught up to meet him when he's in the sky, in the clouds, waiting for us to meet him in the air? Don't you want to meet him there? He wants you to come. He wants you to be a part of it. You cannot be saved apart from Jesus Christ. And we have to walk in the ways of the Lord. So today I encourage you to hold on to God's unchanging hand. And when God is speaking, whomever he chooses to speak through, obey the word of the Lord. It will benefit you. Hallelujah. Happy in Jesus is better than being broken behind prison doors, spiritually I'm talking about, because in the spirit there are prison doors and because of the deeds of the flesh and we open the door and give way to sin, we make prisons of our own doing and we cannot get out of them because matter of fact, we don't even realize we're in them. And until somebody comes, God sends a prophet to come because God reveals it to that prophet, you're bound. We're not supposed to be bound by nothing but the word of God. And when we're still participating in sin, we're slaves to sin. Sin is our, our slave master. Sin owns us. Jesus is the only one that can deliver us from sin. Can't no preacher, can't no pastor, can't no prophet, can't no apostle. Nobody can save us or deliver us from sin but Jesus Christ. So your hope is in Jesus. Last thing I'm going to say, 
We sing the song. We've been singing it for years. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. So if your hope is not built and your foundation is not on Jesus Christ, you're on sinking sand and you're teeter-tottering and your life is at risk. And if it's your time to go and you should depart from this life, where are you going? There's only two places we can go. If you haven't made your election sure now in the land of the living where it makes a difference, I'm sorry it's automatically chosen for us and we end up going where we don't want to go. So I admonish us today, choose Jesus. Choose his way. Because his way is the only right way. So I want, I want to pray for us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for truth. I thank you for be in, being in the earth, intervening into the lives of mankind. I thank you because our hope is in thee, O oh God. And without you, we're hopeless. And Lord God, I thank you, O oh God, for the people of God that you've put in place that speak your words boldly in our ear. Hallelujah, even when we don't want to hear it. Lord, when they do things like the podcast, or radio, or video, or however they do it, they can go, we can go back, rewind it, and listen to it all over again until it sinks in and penetrates in our hearts. Jesus, you're the truth, the life, and the way. Nobody can get to God except through you. No matter how much of an oracle they are, no matter how many signs and wonders they perform if you're not in it jesus hallelujah we're but dead men walking so lord god i bless you and i ask you to keep moving your spirit in the earth don't give up on us god keep being long suffering with us oh god hallelujah because we truly want to be saved and thank you oh god for loving us help us to love one another and until next time these are keys to empower you. God bless you and God keep you.